Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560, FM96.5, HD2, the Joe WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute. Their experts treat athletes of all levels, elite pros, active adults, and youth athletes. Recover your game. Visit uhealthsportsmedicine.com. Here is Larry Bluestein. I'm Alex Dono, filling in for Larry Bluestein. Another hour here of the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560 Sports WQAM. Huge thanks to Gary Furman from Canesport.com for joining us. Christine Valls from the Orange Bowl Committee talking about that great event coming up this weekend. Uh, if you are or know or are a relative of a high school basketball player in South Florida, you want to take advantage of this showcase that Christine just talked about with me. But in case you're just tuning in, it's this Saturday, March 19th at the David Posnick Jewish Community Center. Uh, the pre-registration is full, but they do have walk-up registrations available. Get there nice and early at 730. Uh, this is going to give high school basketball players, men and women, by the way, boys and girls, I guess you would still say at that level, uh, an opportunity to meet with edu- with educational institutions in Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, and junior colleges. Uh, so bring uh, copies of your high school transcripts, uh, ACT, SAT scores if you have them. And uh, be ready to play some ball and hopefully get some college offers. So that's going to be really cool. Busy day in sports. Legal tampering period, we call it, in the NFL. This is the negotiation period before free agency. And it, it kind of takes the suspense away from the actual start of free agency because a lot of the big-time players, by the time it rolls around on Wednesday when the league year opens, a lot of the big-time players will have signed already. Um, now, I am a lifelong Dolphin fan. I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker. <laughs> I'll criticize things when I see things to criticize, so I take some flack for that from time to time. But it's nice to be able to bring in a guy uh, who's uh, producing the show today, Trevor Harris, 
from from the two oh three. He's not a Dolphin fan. He he's he's an Eagles fan. So you can take some pot shots at the Dolphins without uh, you know w- without having a horse in the race. I, I I go as an open mind because the only time I watch the Dolphins is when they smoke the Jets for fantasy yeah. football, and when Josh Allen puts a number on the Dolphins to cover a spread for me. <laughs> So you see the good and the bad then. Uh, yes. Now, th- th- this is unrelated. Th- this is unrelated to the Dolphins, but I – oh, there's something blasting in my headset. It's so annoying. I had something open on my computer. You know, whenever you open a website, yeah. just a video just starts playing out of nowhere. Like, I, I hate that. <laughs> I understand they're trying to sell things, and I'm a capitalist, yay capitalism, but mm-hmm. it, it's very annoying. Uh, but I, I muted it. So uh, when I first saw this, I had to do a double take if this is real. So, Kirk Cousins, his new contract extension, he's going to earn $40 million <laughs> in 2022 <laughs> and $30 million in 2023. All of it is fully guaranteed. He's going to receive $50 million of the $70 million by mid-March of 2023. So, within the next year, he's going to be cashed in checks worth 50 million dollars now i like kirk cousins mm-hmm. uh but i this kind of money bro and, and you're the one who said it to me during the break uh he's I, i've got to look who is his agent i've got to look that up because he's got uh the greatest agent of all time yeah and it's the funny thing is warren sharpest point out he's 59 59 and two as his <laughs> overall record wow and i i think drew rosenhouse needs uh go back to law school or contract school because Kirk Cousins' agents got the crown right now. I got to tell you that Mike for sure. Mike McCartney, that's his name. Mike McCartney is Kirk Cousins' agent. Like I and and like you said, I know I know Drew has got a ton of clients, but every player should sign with Mike McCartney. Yes. <laughs> I mean, unfreaking believable. Now, I I suggested uh something to you and I think you put it up on a Twitter poll. Yes. You know, because I, I like to rattle the cages of some Dolphins fans. Um, I, I could be a bit of a troll with Tua. Now, I always There's talk real with, with you guys. Yeah, I, whenever, if, if I'm on the radio or I'm doing, like, video content, w- when you're listening to me live and looking at my face sometimes, I'm always straight with you when I'm doing a show, okay? I'm not a Tua Tungavailoa hater. I'm a Tua skeptic. I root for the guy. Um, I realize he's got he's got some strengths on the field, completion percentage. Uh, he's got some weaknesses with his arm strength and and athleticism. So I I'm not a Kool Aid drinker. I'm not one of these people who worships the ground that he walks on and thinks he's the second coming of Dan Marino. There are some people that are that far, you know, in into his favor. There are some all out haters who I think are just irrational and idiotic. I think he's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was or will ever be worth a fifth overall draft pick. Uh, you know, I think maybe with the right scheme and the right supporting cast, you can win with Tua. I'm a Tua skeptic. That's reality. Now, on Twitter, I troll him a little bit, right? And and I'm glad Trevor is doing this now as well. Uh, would you would just – and let's talk skill first before you talk money, okay? Yeah. But just skill-wise, would you trade Tua Tungavailoa for Kirk Cousins? Give me Kirk Cousins. I'm kind of down yeah, for – Here's the thing. He, he passes the ball. They, though he checks down a lot, like check down Charlie, I'm down for that. He gets the running backs involved. The team he, he actually gets the team to playoff and wins, and the Dolphins have had a play, playoff playoff home game since two thousand eight. So why not? Like I'm always down to see if with the Dolphins could finally have an adult in the in the quarterback room. I know Teddy Bridgewater that they just did, 
But I'm, I want to see what's going to happen now with Tua and stuff. He's, I've seen it with Carson Wentz. I'm seeing it with Jalen Hurts right now. He reminds me of a, half, a halfback at quarterback, and I'm ready looking at Kenny Pickett's already. So, Oh, me too. Yeah, and as a Dolphin fan uh, and a Canes fan, I'm looking at Tyler Van Dyke. Like, oh, same too. Will, will, will we be in a position to draft TVD a year from now? Now, okay, just pure, purely quarterback-wise and skill-wise, uh, Kirk Cousins to me is at least slightly better than Tua. Yes. Now, in reality, though, the, the tiebreaker is the money, and somebody did point this out in a reply on Twitter you know, obviously, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would literally trade Tua for Kirk Cousins because here's the difference, Trevor. Kirk Cousins, as I mentioned, is due to make forty million dollars in 2022, whereas Tua Tagovailoa is due to make eight hundred ninety-five thousand dollars in 2022. So, wow. in a salary cap sport, <laughs> while I do think Kirk Cousins is a little bit better at quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa, I don't think he's better enough to warrant a $39 million difference in the pay. So, yeah, in a salary cap sport, I'll keep Tua. Oh, for sure, yeah, but if we want to win, let's get a quarterback down here that could actually sling the ball and stuff. <laughs> you know, what What the Dolphins are doing here, and uh, I, I know that a lot of people negatively and positively have been reacting to the Deshaun Watson news from this past Friday. That mm -hmm. The grand jury, the grand jury decided that there there wasn't enough uh, evidence to indict him. So he, when it comes to the criminal stuff, he's cleared the hurdles. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted something last week that I think, rightfully so, got people a little bit upset at Schefter, where he's talking about the truth coming out. Um, I, I am a recent veteran of jury duty, and I served on a case, so I am an expert in the law. Okay? Let's go. Okay, Here we let's go. go. <laughs> I, I am a I was the jury foreman, so I am a seasoned veteran. I'm a legal expert now. Okay, uh, I, being being cleared of criminal charges that that doesn't necessarily mean he's guilty, not guilty. It doesn't mean he's an amazing person or a terrible person. Like it, it just means there wasn't enough evidence to indict. Obviously, you still have, with character, some red flags there. You still have potential lawsuits uh, that I don't know if and when and how he's going to resolve these. So uh, clearing the legal hurdle when it comes to the uh, the criminal hurdle, that was the biggest hurdle to clear, and Deshaun Watson did clear that. Uh, he still could potentially face uh, some discipline by the NFL. At the same time, it's so Miami Dolphins mm -hmm. that they were interested in him while he had criminal charges pending and uninterested in him now that there are no criminal charges. It's just very it's just very dolphins. And like I understand why things have changed because Brian Flores was uh Watson's biggest advocate and he's no longer the Dolphins head coach. Uh and also I think it's worth pointing out, Trevor, because something that the Dolphins didn't do a very good job of last season when they were reportedly in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, uh, they, you know, it, it was a little bit messy the way that they handled it with the media. And, mm -hmm. it, and it caused it caused like a cloud to be over the team for a couple of months. And I, I think Chris Greer has probably decided we don't we don't want that cloud again. Like we're, we're moving on, uh, you know, are, are they worried about hurting to his feelings? You know, maybe, maybe they want to it to feel confident. He knows he's the guy, uh, you know, they're, they're making moves, not only the coach that they hired and the staff they put together, but also the players they're going out there and signing. Like they're, they're operating like they're building around Tua, even though I'm not sold on Tua, 
there's a good part about it, okay? And I just talked about this with Tua Tungo-Vailoa due to make under his rookie deal under a million dollars this coming season, just over a million dollars the season after that. You do have a window of opportunity here where if, if Tua can make substantial improvements and he's barely taking up a fraction of your salary cap, you've got an opportunity, and it just started today with the negotiating period, the tampering period. You've got an opportunity to to build a team around a starting quarterback who's making virtually no money, right? It's yeah. It, you, you go back to what the Seahawks used to have, and I'm not comparing the quarterbacks. I'm comparing the situations. The Seattle Seahawks were at their best when Russell Wilson was on his rookie deal. That's when they had the Legion of Boom. That's when they were stacked on both sides of the football. I hope Tua can ever be as good as Russell Wilson was in those days, but you understand what I'm saying, Trevor. The situation is you've got a quarterback who's taking up virtually none of your salary cap, so you have a chance to make an a chance to make an awesome team around him. You got to do that, especially the Eagles did this in 2017 after Carson Wentz's like rookie season. They went after Alshon Jeffrey. They, they had a tight end, they had Torrey Smith too. You had two good two possession wide receiver which, which the Dolphins need Cedric Wilson's like a number three or number four wide out in my view like the Dolphins right. need a possession wide out like as I remember just to someone like they need like a Jason Avant they need someone who can get the ball in the middle of the field and get the yard and get the yak that's how I see it so and you need to get offensive line that's what the, the biggest thing is the trenches the offensive line for the for the Dolphins is pretty much like a sun pass when you go on the express lane on 95 <laughs> let's be honest here Oh my God! Yeah, you know, I just got. Uh, I actually just got my my Sun Pass uh, bill. You know how you could set it to like re yeah. to recharge. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I have mine at like set at fifty bucks. And I just I do a lot of work from home these days, like a lot of Americans do. So I'm just, dude. I used to be like on toll roads every single day. Lately, I'm on toll roads once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. Just uh, over the weekend, drove up to Orlando and back. My wife and I went and saw Billy Joel. Nice. Bro, it was like it was like winter in Orlando. It was crazy. It was like Alaska up there. It, it was an amazing concert. Like Bill, Billy Joel is incredible. I am an old soul. I'm I'm into I'm into older music. So a lot of you like a lot of you Gen Zs are like, who's no, that? I, no, I know who Billy Joel is because if I didn't, every New Yorker down here would probably execute me. That's why <laughs> because I because <laughs> that's like you know three things: Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, yeah. and you throw in a few others too. So. It wasn't terribly cold, though. Let's be honest here. It was fine. <laughs> no, dude. I, I, I'm up in Orlando. Uh, the concert was outside a Camping World Stadium, and um, I just I wasn't ready. Like, I had a jacket, and I wore jeans, but, like, my, my wife had a scarf. She had gloves. <laughs> Bro, by the time this concert was over... I couldn't feel my extremities. Like, I couldn't feel my hands and my fingers. And it took me, like, like uh, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Florida kid born and raised, right? So the only time I've ever been around, like, actual winter is on, like, occasional trips, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I just, and, and it's like, I've spent, it's been about 48 hours almost since this concert. I'm still thawing out. Like, I'm, my body is still cold from sitting out there for, like, four hours upper bowl of camping world stadium at night it got down to 48 degrees the wind chill um i didn't have a thermometer with me but i would estimate the wind chill made it feel about minus 20 like it it was it was it was sub uh it was like sub equator temperatures i was like down in in antarctica it was so freaking cold man so i barely survived but yeah long you'll be fine it It sounds like an eagles fall game for me anyway so (laughs) <laughs> like I, I can't imagine uh and i know you're obviously more seasoned with the cold than i am 
Whenever you see like the Lambeau Field, yes. like December and January games, and it's like minus ten, and you see people sitting out there, I'm like, why? I would just sit home and watch the game from home. Um, I've done a few cold games. I did the NFs. I did the Eagles Falcons wild card game, not divisional round. It got like down to ten, so that's the coldest I've been for a football game. But I've been to a few snow games in Cleveland and Cincinnati during my college time. So those are truly the fun though. But I, I go by – my cutoff is usually January, February. I will not go outside if it's below <laughs> 10 degrees. <laughs> yeah, down here it's the opposite. Like down here, I don't go outside in July and August. Like I just I, – I hang out in the air conditioning. Right? It's way too hot out there. It's way too hot. By the way, a texture in the 754 says uh, he's wrong on Cedric Wilson. First, he can block, which is key in McDaniels. That, that's actually a good point. The blocking, that's more I'll important than this – that no, it's a great, it's a great. Point it is, yeah. It's a, it's a lot more important in this scheme than most with the outside zone. Uh, second, the guy is fast, and you can't have Waddle running nine routes all game. So great signing, and apparently Dallas is pissed. Well, yeah, I mean, Dallas has got to be kind of pissed because they're they're in, or at least they were up until a few days ago. They were in salary cap hell, mm-hmm. right? It's it's why it's why they had to deal Amari Cooper and. Listen, I would have loved to have gotten Amari Cooper. I know that he's a lot more expensive than Cedric Wilson, but if I'm going to go for a Cowboys receiver, Cooper is the guy that I really wanted. Oh yeah, and why they're probably going to trade uh, Lyle Collins because uh, you know they they need to get under the cap. They were like twenty, thirty million dollars over the cap. They need to get under the cap. But it's like you notice something when free agency's going on, uh, especially in football, because it's a salary cap sport. You know, in basketball, like you kind of know what everybody's worth. Well, although Duncan Robinson, I think did did get overpaid, but like you Duncan know what Robinson, the max he, guys he, he wins he wins he wins my award of the year again. Undrafted player get as much money as you can. You, you get my my round of applause. So he's a ninety million dollar bricklayer. It's fantastic. He was able to get that much money. <laughs> no, but it, in football, I always notice this in free agency. Every every Dolphin fan, uh, all of a sudden, they become a CPA. Like, all of them are, like, you know, counting every last dollar. Like, oh, no, I'm glad we didn't get Amari Cooper because we would have overpaid for him. Oh, I'm so glad we didn't trade for Russell Wilson because it would have taken so many draft picks to get him. It's like, first of all, it's not your money. It's Stephen Ross's <laughs> money. And and second of all, there are always tricks to manipulate the salary cap. And third of all, if you want a great player, you have to spend for him, right? So Absolutely. You yeah. got to. Like, look at the Eagles. They got, like, two first-round picks for um the – for Carson Wentz, because he played 75% of the snaps, we traded the sixth overall pick to you guys. So, Right. So we got three first-round picks, and I'm like looking, I was like, I kind of want Russell Wilson. Though, me, honestly, I wanted Aaron Rodgers because I want the Philly media to go wild because of what has happened anyways. Oh, yeah. Because I – Oh, for sure. I bathe in Philly media when they go crazy, especially when it's John Clark, um, Angelo Cataldi. So, there's so many people about it, so – Go look at my Twitter. Half the time, it's the Philly media people going wild. Oh, so. the Philly media is lit. Like I, you know, I watch the way that uh, in recent years, the way that they talk about Jimmy Butler. It's like they're they're angry. Like Philly, Philly is a very angry city. You know, they famously booed Santa Claus. That uh, was in the '60s. We can move along now. <laughs> well, okay. More more recently than that, I've been to a couple of uh, like I don't know over the course of the last ten years. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have come down here like two or three times. I've, I've been to some Dolphins versus Eagles games. I think one of them, I was uh, like in the press box as a media member, so I wasn't wearing any Dolphins gear or anything. But I went to another one 
probably around like, I don't know, 2013, 2014, something like that as a fan. And so I'm wearing Dolphins gear. I will never forget walking to the bathroom and like a woman wearing all Eagles gear who must have been 60 started yelling F-bombs at me. (laughs) I'm at my home stadium. Like She's at my stadium. I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm wearing like Dolphins gear. She starts cursing at me. It was incredible. Was she right. from Delco anyway? That's that's what I'll <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I have no idea what that means or where that is, but maybe. All right, we'll, we'll continue. Alex Dono filling in for Larry Bluestein on the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM five sixty Sports WQAM. Welcome back to the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM five sixty FM ninety six point five HD two The Joe WQAM and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute. Welcome back into the South Florida High School Sports Show. I am Alex Dono filling in for the man, the myth, the legend, Larry Bluestein, who's uh, he he's recovering. He's doing well. I've been uh, texting with Blue for the last few days spoke to him on the phone a couple weeks ago so yeah before you know it he's gonna be back in the saddle here hosting the show he's been through a lot he's doing a lot better so I'm just keeping the seat warm until blue comes back we got our guys Trevor Harris and Danny G the sports bomber in studio doing their thing Uh, so you know I I mentioned a couple things that happened over the weekend over the last few days in the NFL Uh, you know you had uh, Deshaun Watson, the grand jury, decided they didn't have enough evidence to uh, to give him criminal charges. So the trade talks are heating up, not with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are out of it, and everything that I've heard is it's legitimate that the Dolphins are out of it. I know a couple weeks ago when Chris Greer said, hey, you know, we've shut the door on Deshaun, some people thought, well, that's just what a GM's going to say. They may try to get something done behind closed doors. Uh they're not making the call, and from everything I understand, they will not make the call. I think it's going to be either, probably either New Orleans or Carolina for Deshaun Watson. Where and do you then, want to see him go, though? Honestly, where do I want to see him go? Yeah, because I don't um, want I don't want him in the NFC. That's my thing. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, as a Dolphin fan, I you're coming at me from from an Eagles fan standpoint. As a Dolphin fan, I would prefer to see, and and both of the teams that I mentioned are in the NFC. I would prefer to see him in the NFC because. The AFC is already pretty stacked with quarterbacks, right? So, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd prefer him to leave. And I know what people are going to say, like, oh, he's so great. How come he can only win four games in Houston a couple of years ago? Uh, I, I guess that's fair. Like, I guess you could say, hey, he wasn't so good that he couldn't elevate a terrible team. But that was a really terrible team. Like, that GM uh, I mean, put that... a bomb in that thing anyways. He ruined it from the offseason anyways. Oh, yeah, that's Bill O'Brien. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, Bill O'Brien, who was uh, not a bad coach, just they gave him too much power. Like he doesn't need to be the one buying the groceries. No, uh, that's that's so, Houston so, yeah, Texas so, for you, anyways. We can make fun of them for that. Yeah, and and I'd prefer I'd prefer uh, Deshaun Watson to be in the NFC. And you know, so, sometimes uh, when I I troll Tua a little bit, people sometimes assume, oh, he must be a Watson guy. Not not really. Uh, listen, I I obviously it's it's important for his NFL future that he didn't get charged with any crimes. That mm-hmm. would mean, you know, he's not going to prison. And the NFL, they could still suspend him even for the civil stuff if they decide, you know, because the NFL is going to do their own, or they're doing their own investigation. So if they if they don't like what they see, they can still suspend him. But I, I would think that with no criminal charges, the suspension will not be as long as it would have been if he had been charged criminally. Plus, again, he's not going to prison. Uh, so 
you can still have moral reservations about the guy. I do, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what really happened, right? I, I wasn't I wasn't there when any when any of these alleged incidents took place. Uh, you know, based on some of the details that have been out there and just the volume of complaints, like it's hard for me to believe everybody's lying. So there definitely seems to be a lot of shade there with Watson. So um I I am totally comfortable with the idea, even though he's a really damn good football player. I'm comfortable with the idea that the Dolphins aren't bringing him in. Um, at the same time, I kind of, I kind of wonder if they should at least make a phone call right mm-hmm. now that he's not going to be charged criminally. But apparently, they're not making that phone call. Um, I, I wish that the Dolphins had, you know, made some sort of an effort at Russell Wilson. Apparently, they didn't because I, I think he's a great quarterback and he doesn't have any of that. He'll be, Deshaun, least, he'll be fun back here, Russell Wilson, in Miami. Though I, I would see he'd been perfect down here. Yeah, he would be. Uh, and, you know, I know he's, I know Sierra, his wife, is you know big in uh, big into the music. And Miami doesn't seem like a bad city. I, you would probably, for the entertainment business, Miami's probably better than Denver, right? I mean, what the hell's going on in Denver? They got, uh, you know, Sports Denver's a weird gambling, place. Um, they got the Red Rock Mountain Amphitheater, so she could sell that out pretty instantly. I know that. Okay, okay. So they got a really good hockey team, also called the Colorado Avalanche. So that's true. That's true. I mean, Florida Panthers are pretty damn good now. Let's not. Uh, oh, I know. About well, that. I know. I, I have. I have a future for Avs and Panthers in a, for a gambling future for Stanley Cup oh, final. That's a good one. Oh yeah. I uh, I had to stop betting on the Panthers. I would never bet against the Panthers, but I had to stop betting on the Panthers because I'm I'm such a mush. Like, um, uh, I'll give you a good yeah. one to bet though. Um, Flyers overs. They cannot stop a puck, and they will really? always score goals. They the. <laughs> I, I've be, I've lo- I've watched the Flyers my whole life, the, this whole year. That Flyers overs have been hot, especially if they played against Panthers on Thursday night, which I was there live. I told my buddies like, oh, watch this yeah. over and the puck line for the Panthers, and I was right I the like whole time. That. So I like that. Yeah. No, I still even if I'm betting overs, uh, if I bet any game involving the Florida Panthers, I'll have to bet Flyers overs when they're playing other teams. But if I bet yes. any game. That involves the Florida Panthers. Like the, I think the only times they've lost this year are games when I bet on them. It's it's crazy. I'm, yeah, could be worse. I'm such I'm such bad luck for them. But you know, moving on from the Deshaun Watson stuff, an even bigger bit of quarterback news: the goat, Ugh. Tom Brady. He comes out of retirement. He says he's got unfinished business with the Buccaneers. Now, when I first saw, I guess it was last night. When I first saw the headline, because, you know, I get I get notifications on my phone. Like I get the bleacher report thing where it's like, oh, like the second the second it gets announced, like Tom Brady coming out of retirement. And when I first saw the notification, I was kind of hoping that he was going to come out of retirement and demand a trade because Mm -hmm. there were some rumblings about that uh, in recent weeks that he wasn't really happy in Tampa. He wanted to move on. So that's what I was hoping. I was hoping, oh, Tom, he's coming out of retirement. He wants to be traded. But, you know, supposedly he's good and. I mean, supposedly, I, I think I think it's legit because you've got people like Ryan Jensen re-signing to keep playing with him, and Gronk wants to play with them again. So I think it's legit. He says he's got unfinished business with Tampa. He's going to stay in Tampa. Um, I am, I'm one of the rare Dolphins fans who I love Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. That and I, Cowboy fans love Tom Brady, and I, I don't get really? it. Really? Yes, there's a lot of Cowboy fans I know they love Tom Brady. There's always a, there's a notable one, but I'm not going to say his name, but he does, does not need him to be said. I'm guessing Tom just hated going to Skip. Target and Whole Foods on Sunday. That's my guess. 
But no, I, I, that's good. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. And, you know, first, it's been a nice relief the last couple of years that he's been out of the AFC East. Even though, like, individually, the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, great, great. For, that's true. Great for me. Because, uh, okay, um, even though the Dolphins actually head-to-head beat Brady more than any other team. Like, the Dolphins have more wins against Tom Brady than any other team in NFL history. But obviously, you know, Brady was the AFC East daddy. Like, the Belichick, Brady, the Patriots. They So a lot of Dolphin fans just hate him because they don't understand the difference between respecting greatness and just being bitter. Like I, I was always, I was always a big fan of Brady, even when he was allegedly deflating footballs. I said, you know what? He's doing whatever it takes to win. I can respect that. And then when he leaves the division, then you start to just marvel in the greatness of this guy is now what he's about to turn 44 years old mm-hmm. and he's still, he's still in his prime. I mean, by the time Peyton Manning, who was, Brady's contemporary like it was always Brady versus Peyton who's better this than the other like by the time and he had the neck issues but by the time Peyton got to like 39 years old the guy was completely washed like Brady is about to be 44 years old and he's still among probably the three or four best quarterbacks in the entire National Football League at what point whether you cover the sport like me and Trevor do or if you're you're just a casual NFL fan at what point do you just have to appreciate the fact that uh, for as long as Brady's career has gone on, you were watching greatness. You were witnessing the greatest of all time, and this guy might now end up playing until he's 45 or 46 years old. I just respect it. I just respect it so much. And, okay, I'm 37 years old. Um, close to half of my life has been with Tom Brady as you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I, I think I'm way older than Trevor. I, Trevor, how old are you? And what percentage of your life has Tom Brady been uh, in the NFL? I'm about, like to 100%? Turning, I'm about to be turning 30 in June of six of nineteen of 2022. Um, unfortunately, I got too much of him because he beat the Eagles in Super Bowl 39. Oh yeah, which I still my favorite one of my favorite Eagle teams of all time, next to 2010, which was remarkable for Michael Vick. Um, and then they beat him with Nick Foles and stuff. So I, I'm still bitter after that playoff loss because I thought it would be more of a closer game at least. So <laughs> that's why. So I, I personally yeah, I got, got sick and tired of him after, um, especially when the Giant fans won those two Super Bowls because I can't stand Giant fans at all. So Are, are Giants fans worse than Jets fans? Because obviously the, the Jets thing is more Ooh. personal to me as a Dolphin fan. Are they were are Giants fans worse than Jets? Because I, I always felt like Jets fans were worse, but that just might be because I'm biased against them. I'll give you my power rankings. I say the Giants because I grew up with my whole mom's side of family, all Giant fans, and I'm the only Eagle fan. So this usually happens yeah. in Philly. There's like always that one Eagles family, and there's one kid that's a Cowboys fan. Happened to me and my family. I can't stand Giant fans at all. I really can't. Jet fans, I just look at them and like, eh, we don't care. But we, 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 could, we could like each other because we can have a party. That's why. So I can't stand Giant fans. And it's the Cowboys in Washington, at least. Then I throw New Orleans in there so for playoff stuff. See, I, I don't I don't mind uh, New Orleans fans because it just seems like they're like drunk all the time, happy go lucky. <laughs> like our, our guy our guy Dan Day is a, is a Saints fan. He's, yeah, he's, he's, from he's great. He's, but it's like, he's I'm, chill as hell. Like, I dealt with the there's Saints fans up in New York who were Giant fans and then became Saints fans. So I call those oh those ones frauds. I knew a lot of them, so it's like I don't talk to them anymore. So there's nothing worse than changing allegiances. Like you're selling your soul. There's nothing worse than that. I knew I knew so many like growing up. Okay, so many kids my age because um, you know I know anybody who's like under thirty. 
really only knows the Pat Riley era with the heat and like, you know, you for if, if you're of a certain age, basically your entire life has been competing for championships, winning championships. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I go back with the heat like, you know, I, I was like five, four or five years old when the franchise launched. But my first real memories of watching the heat were in 1992, like very, very early in the franchise's history before Pat Riley got there. And then even the early days of Riley, like it, it took it took a few years before they really uh, hit their stride. And obviously you had the Chicago Bulls were the big roadblock, Michael Jordan and all that. But even like the first couple of years of Riley, you're, you're a little bit humble. And dude, I can remember early mid 90s. OK, mm-hmm. when, when the heat weren't like that special at that time. So many kids that I grew up with, like elementary school age, who just Miami kids jumped on the Orlando Magic bandwagon cuz you know Shaq and Penny Hardaway like that team was just that that team was more Hollywood at that time like when Shaquille O'Neal was in Orlando for a little stretch you know the Magic were like a more Hollywood type of team than the Heat cuz Shaquille O'Neal brought so much attention so what really bugged me was a bunch of these elementary school friends of mine they jump on the Orlando Magic bandwagon cuz they love Shaquille O'Neal like he was making movies back then which were like the worst movies ever <laughs> Shazam the rapping genie like oh my god that was, was like two percent on rotten tomatoes terrible that's my terrible childhood movies. one of my few movies i remember watching <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's awful awful stuff so so these kids that i grew up with they were magic fans but then when you know shaquille goes off to la and then like pat riley builds a team that's like you know contending for the eastern conference they they hopped on the heat bandwagon and it's like it's like they never left like oh bro we're from miami love the no dude we're in fourth grade now when we were in third grade you were an orlando magic fan this is ridiculous cut the crap here so that that annoyed nothing worse than changing allegiances i've been miami heat since the franchise started i've been miami dolphins my entire life hurricanes i do not change allegiances for anything for me it's cubs in 2000 2000 also for the eagles 2001 with the flyers basketball i played hockey half my life but for me since i'm down here i'll root for the heat so the station can do well how about that oh definitely and and that's that's good, how i man, roll because uh <laughs> it, it is good for if they win a title it's great for the radio station no question um so uh by the way i think i was i was off on my math on a couple of different things texter writes in in the 305 brady's going to be 45 before the season starts wow. i thought 44 40 that's that's incredible like God, I hope he plays till he's 50. That's just like, and I hope he plays till he's 50. And then in like 100 years when he passes away, because he'll probably live till 150, that he donates his body to science so we can figure out what the hell's been going on there. So he's going to be 45 before the season starts. And then uh, I'm, I'm 37 years old. My math was way off on this. I said that Brady has been in the NFL for almost half my life. He's been in the NFL for more than half of my life because he's coming back for his 23rd year, which means I was like, 14 or 15 when he got drafted so more than half of my life which is pretty incredible and then a a texter asked me and i I want your take on this trevor as well if you've seen it a texter says dono have you seen the batman if so what did you think bro i watched it um not this past saturday because i was at billy joel i think the saturday before that my wife and i saw the batman i thought it was incredible um I'm a little bit tired of like the 200 Marvel movies that come out every year because it's all, you know, it's the popcorn, family-friendly Disney stuff. I thought the Batman, I, I'm a big Batman fan first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, loved, I've loved him since the Michael Keaton days, right? I'm a huge Batman. There have been some crappy movies over the years, but I thought the Batman was excellent. 
I love the tone. I love the soundtrack. I've had that Nirvana song stuck in my head for the last nine days. I thought it was great. I didn't even think it felt that long to me. Like a lot of people thought the three hours way too long. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a reasonable uh, running time. Uh, can, you, can you give me a couple words, Trevor, if you've seen it? Before I have, we wrap it up? Here's the funny thing. Since I moved down here, I've not seen a movie yet. <laughs> That's the funny thing. How long have you been down here? I've been here down here since February. Oh, that's 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 like practically like that could be a week ago. Okay, I can understand. I can understand why you haven't seen anything yet. I've just been oh, trying man. to put my place together. That's why, and I got I got the sound bar ready, so I'm ready for hockey and playoff hockey coming up. So, fair enough. Well, if you see the Batman, I don't think you'll be disappointed. All right, when we come back, we're gonna go into the vault. We're gonna hear from our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein, uh, an awesome interview he had with Roland Smith coach at Miami Central. We're going to hear that when we come back. You're listening to the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560 Sports WQAM. Breaking news on AM560 Sports WQAM is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And for breaking news, keep it here. AM560 Sports WQAM, FM99.9 HD2, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Well, as we are looking towards a game tomorrow evening on uh, Thursday, it is a big one for 6A and certainly the uh, Rockets of Miami Central. Glad to have them back, and head coach Roland Smith is kind enough to join us this evening on the eve of that game. Coach, thanks so much for taking time, and congratulations on getting back to the state. I know that it's been a couple of years, but uh, certainly this is a program, Coach, that uh, is always in the mix. Yes, uh, we're excited to be back in the state championship game, competing for the Class 6A uh, state championship. Like you say, Larry, when you get accustomed to going to the state championship for six years in a row and haven't been in the last three years, it's been kind of like a long time, but we're excited to be there and represent South Florida. You know, when you take a look back at this year, and it's been, I mean, and, you know, we talked to Max Edwards and we talked to a lot of the coaches down here. It's just a theme that South Florida programs play the toughest schedules. And you guys ran the gauntlet from the opening game of the year against St. Francis Academy of Maryland all the way to Palmetto in your last game a couple of weeks ago. Talk about how a challenging schedule like that gets you ready. Because, I mean, you can play those, as I call them, I know everybody gets upset, with me for saying it, but there, there's a lot of programs that want to play cupcakes and they and they want to play those easy forty nine nothing games, but you benefit really nothing out of it. You guys at least playing uh, against your old rivals like uh, Booker T and Northwestern and Central. I mean in Carroll City, as well as playing Shamanad Madonna, a team that won the state title to, uh, last week. Uh, talk about that because I, I don't. I think the average fan misses out on that. You know, you may have one, two, three losses at the end of the year, but I mean you're so well ready and you're so battle tested. And especially going in against an, a, an undefeated team tomorrow night in Escambia, I mean, this gives you such a, a world of advantage. Well, Larry, you, tra- you check my track record from all the time I was at my Northwestern. Uh, you know, I've always, when I was the head coach, tried to play the best team. We went to South Lake Carroll, and I had that team with Corey Harris them. Yep. And I took them out to um, Texas to play the number one team in the nation. And when I've been at my since I've been at Miami Central every year I've been there, you know I look to play a um, big time schedule and uh, play big time teams and don't run from nobody. Um, I wish I could play St. Thomas Aquinas year in and year out. You know I wish we can find a way to get that done. You know that's just me. You know that's just part of the program. Sure. You know I feel like you know with my coaching staff and and um, and, and and the kids that I have in my program, we do a good job of training them and 
and I'm shaping to be good student athletes year in and year out. And we say we're the best program, so we want to play the best program. So and we're not shy about it. And we we'll play them. You know, we could avoid playing. You know, some of our district foes this year. You know, who um get out of our district like Miami Northwestern and Kara City. But we continue to play those schools because in order for you to be the best, you got to play the best, and um it gets you prepared for the playoff run that we're trying to um, finish this deal alone this Thursday night. Yeah, no doubt. And and you take a look at that. I mean, and, and, and every year, and everybody will tell you, I mean, those games are probably the most interesting because you know what talent that Northwestern has. You know what talent Carroll City. I mean, it's the same pool of talent that you guys have. Same youth program, you know, everywhere from yes. Liberty City to Northside to Miami Gardens to every Bunch Park, uh, that whole area. I mean, it's just as good as you get. And then when you look on TV and see a Dalvin Cook or you see uh, some of your graduates that are playing at a high level in college football that's got to do you good because you know that these kids have made your program what it is today they paved the way for uh kids like daniels and and some of your tremendous like javon allen and some of those athletes talk about the the talent that you have taken into tomorrow night's game against the scambia because these guys are all tested i mean they're and at least over the last week you at least had a chance to rest some guys as well you know because this is a grind for you talk about that well, I am excited about I do have a, a good group of um, seniors and juniors. Uh, my junior class is really with a lot of good elite players. But a lot of those kids you name, like the Mari Daniels, the John Owens, you know, uh, those kids been battle-tested in my program since they were ninth and 10th graders. You know, we're not shy about playing, um, you know, ninth and 10th graders if they're good enough to play. You know, uh, you know, Joseph Yearby was one of those kids that played in the program as yeah. a ninth grader. Jalen Cook was a, one of those kids that played as a 10th grader. James Cook was a kid that played in the program as a ninth grader. But you have to be elite and you have to be special to play in those type of games. I can recall when we went to the state championship um, four years ago and James Cook was a um, was a freshman. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he became the star of the game because I had three backs that was um, um, juniors and seniors that were in the farm that went down. And he had to come in and he rushed for over 167 yards. Sure. And then I, my phone was ringing off the hook after the state championship game. Who was this? Got <laughs> little brother, and, and uh, scholarships start pouring in. You know, after that game, and like I tell my kids every week, you know, you don't have to wait to be a senior to, to get noticed. If you can play at an early age and you dominate at an early age on the big stage, the colleges will notice you, and that's what happened to a lot of the kids in my program. Yeah, no doubt. Roland Smith, the head coach at Miami Central, joins us. His uh, Central Rockets be in action tomorrow night against undefeated uh, Scambia High School um, in Daytona Beach, a change of a venue, Coach. Uh, but it doesn't matter. I mean, wherever it is, the Rock Nation will show up. Talk about their fan support. This is this is an allegiance of fans that over the last, as you said, over the last decade has become stronger, stronger, loyal. Um, talk about your fan support as well as your administration support. You have one of the, uh, I think, one of the best principals around. I mean, he's on the sideline all the time. Your administration's always there supporting. Talk about how good that feels to have a fan support, uh, student body support, and also, obviously, the most important is the administration. Oh, man, I can't say enough about the fan support that we have uh, for Rocket Nation. You know, I'm starting with our alumni association and with um, Carlton, you know, Wright and D.C. Clark and, you know, and um, those guys do a tremendous job, you know, with their support, you know, and, um, and um, you know, I just can't say enough about what they do and how they help out, you know, with fundraising and trying to make sure these kids have the best 
you know, I don't want to leave anybody out, you know, but I'm also have Darren Hosendahl, who's also a big time, you know, a person in, in the program that helps out a lot, but our main man uh, who helped run the program is our leader of my school. Uh, I have a wonderful principal, uh, Gregory Bethune. Uh, he does a tremendous job as well as my athletic director, Mr. Son Barnwell and, and, um, you know, Ms. Watkins, my business manager, Ms. Mello, you know, those people behind the scenes, Ms. Richards, we just have a tons of people, even Ms. Williams, my my cafeteria lady who who, who takes pregame meal. You know, you just don't know. These people are very important and vital sure. to the program. They got their hands on my kids on a daily basis. Anytime there's a situation, the counselors, um, you know, Ms. Rowe and Ms. Ms. Love and those guys, oh, man, I just can't say enough, you know, about the support that we have, you know, in our community. You know, within, in, within the school, you know, they're helping these kids, making sure that their grades up the part, make sure they're taking the right classes to to be, um, you know, um, eligible for, um, you know, college entry, to get in, you know, college and everything. So it's just a wonderful feeling when you have people in your building that just get it. You know what I'm saying? And those yeah. people in my building, they get it, you know? Yeah, they do. Roland Smith, the head coach at Miami Central, joining us. And, you know, Coach, uh, you have a lot of kids that go on to the next level. And I know that when you turn on a, a TV on a Saturday, when you have when you have any time at all uh, to do it, you get a chance to see a lot of these kids perform. What What is that like to you? I mean, because in, in a lot of ways, you're, you're like a second father to most. Uh, maybe in some cases, even a first father to most. What is it like for you to click on a game, see a kid that, uh, that you've been around for three, four years doing well at the next level? Oh, man, I have my college kids coming home um, lately. Um, you know, I had my kids from Louisville, from Chandler Jones and uh, Robert, you know, Hicks, you know, came by this week and some kids coming by um, this this the upcoming week to um, go to the state championship game. They just, um, it's just always wonderful to go to the game and see them play, you know, see them do well. You know, the Anthony Jones of the world, Olin Cushion and FIU, you know, Go to see them play against my alma mater against University of Miami and had an excellent game. And yep. Anthony Jones, you know, ma- making the Crimson touchdown run against um, my alma mater against University of Miami. It just uh, makes makes me feel proud to see our kids wherever they at just perform at a higher level. And then when you see uh, Dalvin Cook, who's having one of the best years oh, in the yeah. NFL as a running back, and um, and he and he comes on the TV and he say where he's from. You know, he's from uh, Miami Central instead of. The university we came from, that says a lot, and that means a lot to us and the kids in the program. And um, I know how much Dalvin you know, loved this program. I know how much Joe Yerby loved the program. They come back. They speak to the kids. Uh, Joe would even come out there and work the kids out. You know, So I just have much love for my former players. You know, Like today, Demonte Phillips was out the other day running routes with the receivers. So awesome. whenever those guys come back, we always you know, you know, let them come back and speak to the kids and look out with the kids and see – the alumnus come back and um, and be proud of what those kids are doing and keeping the tradition going. Good stuff. Coach, again, thanks for taking the time. We'll see you tomorrow evening in uh, Daytona. I know it's going to be a great game, and certainly it's good to see you guys back in the state title game where you belong. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for having me, okay? Good stuff. Go okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 